So what do we do next? I mean, if I were in the United States, I would probably not be contemplating a nationwide electoral challenge at this point. I think I would be a waste of energy. I wouldn't be opposed to throwing a vote to a left-wing candidate, but I wouldn't lift a finger for the Democrats, barring a handful of pro-Palestine candidates who deserve to defeat their APAC-enabled challengers. Biden's re-election is his problem. Our problem is organizing against whoever wins. So if Trump wins, we need there to be a movement that he can't shut down, no matter what attorney general he appoints, and no matter what federal paramilitary forces he deploys, and no matter what lone wolf or militia violence he sticks on the movement. And uh, as for who to vote for in the presidential, I would simply treat that as not your problem, or certainly not your biggest problem. Practically, most voters don't live in swing states. So if the Democrats can't give you a good reason to vote for them other than keep Trump out, they haven't earned your vote. And if you do live in a swing state and you feel there's some strategic margin in throwing the Democrat a vote, uh, I won't gainsay it, but don't let that decision be based on moral blackmail and don't uh, suppose that the electoral cycle is the most important front line right now. I'd focus on contributing to the movements that will in the medium to long term change the electoral options and change the wider political terrain. And if the Democrats lose... I simply would not take any shit from them. I'd say learn your lesson. If you want to run with a terrible candidate who's just led the country into a moral cesspool, you deserve to lose. And we will resist Trump as we did before without you. And last thing, we always have to bear in mind how majorities are made. If you were to make the Gaza struggle a campaign about whether to vote for Biden, you would split the movement. You know, ceasefire now is efficacious because, unlike any other number of ways of putting the issue, it reliably commands the support of a majority. Most people, most of the time, will support a ceasefire. And putting that point puts pressure on politicians to explain away or prevaricate or dissemble about their support for the ongoing violence. So that is the pressure point. That's the point at which a whole constellation of imperialist power, not just the elected government, is potentially vulnerable. You could argue that I'm relativizing away the vote, and to some extent I am. I'm saying it's not as important as it might have been in 2016 or 2020. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode of PTO Extra, then please consider becoming a £5 supporter of the show on Patreon. As well as getting access to extended versions of the regular show, you'll also get access to all future episodes of PTO Extra. Go to patreon.com forward slash poll theory other to sign up.